0: 2 the Skeptic wire.
1: 20th of March uh, 2013 Skeptic Wire number 102 Yay! Yay! managed to mostly get through that in a way that's uh, legible
0: And then you derailed it <laughs> Yeah hey, By trying to remember what the word legible was I can, yeah, Which yeah, make sense on an audio it doesn't, podcast no, it, doesn't. it doesn't
1: But I think people know what I'm talking
0: about Maybe. I would say you're a madman with a box But you don't have a box I have lots of boxes
2: there's one and there's, there's a one, whole stack of them next a to, whole to you. Stack. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's more of a case. I
0: have I have
1: collapsed boxes in my
0: pantry. So you're in fact, mad. I oh you're boxes. a madman with a collapsed box. That's uh, even and, better. And
1: I have boxes. I have boxes of cereal and boxes of mandarin oranges and Boxes of cream of wheat. I don't know. I don't have boxes of cream of wheat. That's just insane. What are you talking about? Are you crazy, crazy person.
0: I'm (laughs) not
2: crazy. My mother had me tested. I
0: just realized the danger we just fell into in ganging up and criticizing Donna. She could, boating accident and all that, so we love you, Donna.
1: I keep seeing her on on Facebook solving crimes, he said with air quotes. (laughs) And all I can see is that you're just making them all... (laughs)
0: creating a crime in order to solve it (laughs) kind of like the theory of uh,
2: Munchausen by proxy syndrome
0: I was thinking more of the murder she wrote woman uh, Jessica Fletcher or whatever that murder she typed she didn't actually write she typed all these little (laughs) murders on this small little island that she just happens to be able to solve she must be doing them all and perfectly framing all these other people
2: I always knew there was something about her Hmm. Oh, it's always the quiet ones. It's the quiet little old ladies.
0: Like B I, Arthur.
1: I didn't realize that that show was based was was placed on an island.
0: Neither did I, but I've I've heard it from other people who So me are right
1: are, now. You, are they saying that it's actually Gilligan's Island?
0: And No, no, it's like uh, it's like a Cape Cod kind of little island off the coast of the mainland kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's Gilligan's Island. They were just idiots. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, how's everybody's week been so far? Because mine's been hell, and it's going to get worse after this podcast.
0: I, I'm, I'm doing good. I got rid of an albatross around my neck, That so yay. Albatross? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Get it on a stick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just in my personal life, there was something hanging on from years, years ago, and it's finally done and over with. And... Was it
1: a live albatross or a dead albatross?
0: It, it, it was a quantum albatross that was both alive and dead at the same time. Oh
2: no, he's using the word quantum. Mm, kill him! Kill him now! Kill, kill
0: me! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no! Don't be militant skeptics. Don't be violent. <laughs> Convince me otherwise. Yeah, but if we kill you, we don't have to.
1: <laughs> See, that's lazy skepticism. <laughs> and illegal
0: oh selling <laughs> homie up the <opathy>, bam <laughs> oh Can, power bracelets will you kabam convince <laughs> me other uh, exactly
1: <laughs> you'd, you'd think that if they had special powers it'd protect them
0: I'd be seeing Michael Sherman in an entirely different way <laughs> if that's how he started solving skeptical topics one of these days Eugenie Scott is just gonna break and all the creationists in schools are gonna be running and fleeing and
1: global warming now
0: well both well, yes, because the creationism thing has been solved.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, congratulations on getting rid of a very large bird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm speaking in code <laughs> about something in my personal no, that, life. Metaphorically, but yes. yes. I just said.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I choose to take it literally. Donna, anything? I've
2: nothing. been working nights for four nights in a row. I've got nothing.
0: No okay. avian-related metaphors or anything like that? She's no. been a night owl. There you go. No, well, you've been kind of a night owl too with all your studying I've, and schoolwork.
1: I've, I've been up a, a, a lot. <laughs> <And> <laughs> not think... not just a night owl, but a day uh, pigeon, a, a day owl, <laughs> <laughs> pigeon, and an owl.
0: <laughs> You're kind of fused into one, a pigeon. Yes, an owlgen. Anyway, so what we got? We have birthdays or. <laughs> Yes, we have a birthday. Born March twentieth, today, nineteen fifty nine. Any initial guesses on that vague
1: nineteen fifty nine? Well, yes. that could be that could be Shermer esque, but I don't think it is because I think he was born earlier than that. So, how about Brian Dunning? It is a female. How about Brianette Dunning?
0: <laughs> Brianna <laughs> Dunning. <laughs> It's not someone technically within the skeptical subculture, but someone who is scientific and skeptical in nature. And in not nature. Okay. How <laughs> As about in, in man-made structures and in nature. Man-made structures? I, I, I was just Does he ranting make... off the whole nature okay. thing, so ignore that completely. But probably not Brian Cox, though. Female. Brian Cox <laughs> that was two Brians
1: in a row what the fuck um, oh a female uh, 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 I don't know uh, uh, Angie Donna any guesses
2: <laughs> no clue I actually because uh, no, I've gotten the last couple of ones yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I feel the need
0: to do it, okay. to so do it again it's an author it's an author and she has a new book coming out April 1st.
1: Oh, it's 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 the, uh, the Fifty Shades vampire, of Grey? Uh, Anne Rice.
0: No. Oh.
2: No, she's older than that. Is she?
0: Remember know. the sc- clue of she is skeptical in nature, where Anne
2: yeah. Rice...
1: Yeah. Anne Rice... Uh, well, well, joined, well and and back and forth She joined between... the Catholic Church, and then she quit. So that's, you know, kind of skeptical. Oh, wait, yeah. she's spiritual. Okay. Um,
2: exactly.
1: She has a book coming out on April 1st? Right. About what?
2: Is it the girl who wrote... Boink.
0: boink? Mary Roach? Mary, Mary
2: Roach, yeah.
0: Yes, very nice.
2: Between the I, I would call this. I would call this a, a tag team yeah, win. Yeah,
0: definitely a tag team win for the both of you. Congratulations. Yeah, she writes you know, She, she writes wrote Boink,
2: good. she wrote Stiff.
0: Actually, it's Bonk. Let's start from the beginning. In 2003, she released Stiff, Curious Lives of Human Cadavers. That's a great book. In 2005, was Spook, Science Tackles the Afterlife. In uh, 2008 was Bonk, The Curious Coupling of Science and Sex. Yeah. And 2010 was Packing for Mars, The Curious Science of Life in the Void. And the next book that's coming out in 2013, in a week or two, is, uh, I think it's called Gulp. And it's all about the gastrointestinal system. So everything in that tube from mouth through Uranus. So, Spacey.
2: Yeah, I was to say, <laughs> she went to Mars first. Well, no, that, that's not oh, that's the nice. actual
0: subtitle of the book. The mouth through Uranus. That's just me. That just sounds wrong, anyway. The way you said that,
2: yeah, it, cool. it, it, sounds, it, like, it, it sounds, sounds like it sounds like it sounds like the 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 tagline for um, Human Centipede Four. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> it, it, it's like the
1: opposite of vagidentitis.
0: So having teeth, teeth
2: in Uranus
1: and in your, v- and, no, your, in your, your vagina. vagina, yeah. Which was called I think it was called Teeth that movie.
2: Yeah. Well, you uh,
1: you, you said yeah, the opposite of that horrible... and Or oh, right, the other side, yeah. Yes.
0: Having teeth. Okay, yes.
2: But yes, call it a win win for both of us. Yes,
0: very good. Uh, <laughs> I got she,
2: us going, and you hit the name because I couldn't remember the name.
0: Besides being a great science writer and science communicator who has kind of a light and fun kind of style of she engaging people
2: she beam
1: up all the
0: time. No, no. She is a communicator. One who communicates. Oh, okay. so
2: she got felt up by Kirk is what yeah. you're saying. So huh. if,
0: if, you, if you poke her in the belly she'll go, Bling.
1: but not like, Hee-hee.
0: no, no, <laughs> no, Gary. Are you going to tap her on, your, on her uh, shoulder? go. She'll go she is one who communicates well. Ah, okay. In a fascinating and fun way to make science interesting.
1: Unlike like... you.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or us, I should say. Yes,
2: yeah, because. I was we're...
1: just, besp- yeah, never <laughs> mind. Unlike us.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll just leave the discussion on her from a quote from her, the introduction to her book Spook, which is why I really wanted to talk about her as someone who's skeptical and sciencey, which is, flawed as it is, science remains the most solid god I've got. And so I've decided to turn to it to see what it had to say on the topic of life after death. Because I know what religion says, and it perplexes me. It doesn't deliver a single, coherent, scientifically sensible, or provable scenario. Science seemed the better bet. So that's why she's neat and awesome. And probably part of the reason why in 2012, the Harvard Secular Society gave her the Rusty Award for Outstanding Achievement in Cultural Humanism.
1: Rushdie, as a named after Salman Solomon.
0: Solomon Rushdie. Rushdie, yeah, probably, unless there are a lot of other Rushdies around there around that are famous for writing and stuff.
1: Yeah, usually when in football, when you're on defense, it's the rush. D.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I tried. I tried to keep it in.
0: Unfortunately, Gary didn't try to keep it in. He just lets it all go. Zip. Right So that's Mary Roach Born today March 20th 1959 And fortunately Not dead yet
1: Yay She's living a long Full life (laughs) Yes So far (laughs) So far (laughs) Great So What we got uh, The the thing The thing about this week For me As opposed to Any other week Is I, I actually Haven't read Anything At all Because I've been Uh, I was away this weekend, uh, and then I've been working on schoolwork all week. This is kind of a tough week for me.
0: So, dioramas and clay sculptures. Yeah, uh,
1: those damn safety scissors don't cut (laughs) as well as I'd like, so I'm I'm through about 12 packages. Walmart's 11 me. (laughs) It's weird, it's weird that to get a master's in electrical engineering that you have to do dioramas and <laughs> and paper mache. I yeah. don't get it.
2: Yeah, well, but at least they're skipping the, the macaroni statues that I had to make in graduate school. Yeah,
1: that's the summer. That's, that's <laughs> thesis work this summer.:
2: Oh. Well, we did do that as prep for graduate school in anthropology. Oh yeah, well that makes sense.
1: I mean, yeah. this is a side... Thing. Hey, sh- okay, I anyway, I didn't do any weird reading, so I'm just going I'm, I'm to talk for the entire time and not really know what I'm talking about. That's why
0: he's just ranting and filling up
1: time. Because <laughs> you guys aren't prepared either.
2: Hey, hey, I, hey read, I read. I read.
1: Yes, and you wrote something on the big board. And?
2: and... <laughs> I did my job. Uh-huh.
0: All right. So... No, 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 guys, don't fight.
2: But we like to fight.
0: Yeah. Okay, then go ahead.
1: <laughs> there we go. Fuck y'all.
0: All right, moving on. Well, speaking of something that we all don't like, there is big in the news and going around on Facebook a lot this week is the whole situation in Steubenville, Ohio, is it?
2: Yes, Steubenville. Steubenville is Ohio. That, is that where...
0: It is the situation where this week the two young high school football players were convicted of... Um, raping a fellow classmate at a party and spreading pictures of it, and being
2: and offering horrible. each other money to pee on her, and amongst the various other assorted there was and a lot sundry. Of ju-
0: I am really glad that I haven't been reading as much on this as apparently you have been because I didn't want to know that. Yeah.
1: And basically, the press has dropped the-, the ball by making them out to be oh, these poor people. Yes, they'll have to
2: register as sex offenders for the rest of their life. Oh no, oh my god, imagine what this is going to do to their future. Yes,
0: they're old enough to know better. Now, despite the fact that obviously we are very incensed about this and very passionate about it, we all agree rape is bad, rape should be called rape, and treated as such as something that is criminal and horrible and should not be apologized for. It doesn't technically have a skeptical angle.
1: Wait, white shouldn't be apologized.
0: Rape rape Rape. shouldn't be apologized? Well,
2: no. Rape should be apologized for, but rape should not have rape apologists. Thank
0: Thank you. you. (laughs) I appreciate the clarification.
2: Because they should be at least apologizing. (laughs) Towards I'm
0: sorry. Has probably not come up. Despite the fact that we've been going on for a couple minutes on this horrible, horrible situation. Really not going to get into it. Um, well, unless someone it. starts getting into scientific claims about the minds of a rapist or the psychology of it or
1: well I, we, I think we, it was, I think it was fairly obvious that they thought they could get away with it
0: yeah
2: and
1: they were too stupid to know
2: to not to, put it on social media
1: yeah. I mean yeah. that's that's either a huge ego which of course it was but it's also just stupid not
0: to know yeah. that, besides that, the that, lack yeah. of humanity it shows a yeah a lack of common sense critical thinking skills.
2: Well, there um, is a lack of common sense and critical thinking skills all the way around because now the police are investigating all the people that were posting tweets and posting videos mm-hmm. of it. In addition, two girls were just recently arrested for posting death threats via Twitter to the rape to the rape victim.
0: Yeah, very horrible situation all around and we're just gonna leave it at that. Yep. All right, so moving on. So we're going to talk about more happy things
2: like germs. So let's talk about better things like roller derby players sharing germs.
1: Roller derby players sharing germs, really? Yeah.
0: We all know that contact with everyday objects and contact with other people is a common vector for the transmission of bacteria and viruses and other sorts of germy type things. But a lot of times that's not fully quantified of just how much... Everyday experiences, how quickly, how uh, long it lasts, that sort of thing.
1: Well, moms know, or <laughs> families with ch- children know how quickly it spreads.
0: Well, but it's the, the the numbers aren't there. Okay. So researchers at the University of Oregon in Eugene who I guess apparently know a bunch of roller derby people. Obviously,
1: like like going to the roller derby. Um,
0: decided to take a look at... Roller derby is a fairly high contact sport, at, but it's not like football where everybody's wearing a lot of protective gear on the outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, you know, roller derby, essentially you've got people going around and around in a circle trying to prevent people from going past them. And they're jostling and they're pushing and they're not supposed to, like, punch or anything like that. So but they there's can lot throw of, elbows. Yes, <laughs> But there, there's a lot of arm and shoulder and torso contact, Right. which is why they said, they hey, might. let's look at these people. Usually with people with basically exposed arms, as yes. opposed to like rugby or football.
1: Yeah, they've, they've got pads on.
0: Exactly. Or
1: elbow pads. Elbow
0: pads. Elbow pads yeah, roller not...
2: derby girls right. have the... Elbow pads, pads and have, the wrist braces.
1: They don't have covering on um, their shoulder, on their upper arm or lower arm.
0: Right. And and sometimes in order to... In mean short shorts. Yes. In order to kind of make the sport more sexy, they'll just wear have sleeveless uniforms mm-hmm. or something like that. So what they did is they looked, They took samples... And Greg's getting a little bit hot and bothered over there in the couch. But no, it's I'm just thinking. because you don't have the air conditioning on. Oh, uh, that's true. I can turn the air conditioning on. I'm fine. There was a competition of um, roller derby <laughs> There was a derby. <laughs> there, were, there were multiple games or matches done in the same kind of day or weekend or whatever it was. Right. So they sampled the shoulders and arms of all the players on all the teams to say, okay, what is what kind of bacterias do they have? What viruses, whatever, do they have? Just on their skin. Mm. And they found out that uh, first of all they were surprised at before even before the matches began just how similar the bacteria colonizations were on the players on the same team.
1: Sure, that makes sense. Which makes because some they, sense
0: cuz these these women are spending a lot of times together practices day to day socially they would have a common um
1: well they would I ecosystem. mean they, they they practice with each other so they're, they're they're touching each other in the same manner that they would uh, the other teams, so therefore they would probably rub off the the same uh, flora, fauna, flora, flora. Sure, what the
0: hell? Flora stuff? would be flowers fauna. and vegetables. A, so fauna would fauna, be the animals. Yeah.
1: Floor microbes and fauna, because it could be bacteria, and it could be viruses, and it could be spores.
2: Yeah. Sure. Yes. So. So microflora fauna.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Germy germs. Stuff. Yes. Okay.
2: Wobbly-wobbly, timey-wimey.
0: It's just that the scientists themselves were... Apparently were baffled and, you know, scientists baffled (laughs) (laughs) about how similar they were in the beginning. So a game takes, uh, or match, or whatever the heck roller derbies are, don't write us letters, we just don't know, and it's not that important. Great, I'm going to get letters about how unimportant roller derby is. Stop digging a hole, Greg. Anyway, so after a game, is about an hour... And they swabbed the shoulders of these women after participating to see what was the comparison before and after. They found that the members of the different teams before the games had about 28% commonality in the bacterial communities on their skin. But after the games, it rose up to almost 33%. So a good 5 or 6% raise in just how much they had in common. So there was a lot of transmission just in that short time of bumping and jostling. So it didn't even take tremendously intimate contact or long contact, either in duration of the contact itself or um, over the span of weeks or anything like that to trade these kind of bacteria. And it, it, it was able to kind of get a better idea of just how much our day to day Um, interaction leads to the spread of whether it's good bacteria, which is fine for all of us or bad bacteria, which is, well, bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a name. So it it was, you know, one of those good studies that was, there was no reason to blind control this or anything like that, but it was a rigorous look at the numbers of how much bacteria do people share and, and transmit in a very brief amount of time because you know some people could say oh well these bacteria colonies just kind of expand because people get warm and sweaty and that might lead to flourishing of bacteria or something in that time but really it's the transmission between people who are just touching each other casually in a not particularly intimate way that can spread all these kind of Bacteria and viruses and germs. Yeah, and,
1: stuff. And, and I think that's kind of well known. But this is a study to yeah. see how it how how,
0: how, 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 quickly, how quickly it can happen, happen. and how um, just how much you do exchange with the people who are around you because everybody has some bacteria in common, but we each have our own little microphone. colonies. Yeah, and I'm sure just in the couple of years that the three of us have been doing this show, just because we hang out a lot, we have been slowly but surely kind of coming together and exchanging bacteria, and there's more similarity in our bacterial colonization than there was two years ago before we started.
1: Oh, I really didn't want to know that.
2: I <laughs> to say, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit.
0: But thanks.
2: It brings us closer together. It makes us... Yeah, and we're I, think, I
1: think it's been the last two years so, that my blood pressure has risen. So,
2: <laughs> so did smallpox bring people together? By the
1: way, roller, roller derby is uh, appears to be played in in bouts. Ah, uh, two bouts which are made up of jams. Alrighty. So, so,
0: so apparently the Grateful Dead were roller derby girls because they jammed a lot.
1: Roller derby queens. That's where Jim Croce got his song from. Oh. Was watching the Grateful Dead.
2: Going around, around in a circle, right? Round like a record, baby. Yeah. Moving on. Moving
0: on.
1: All right. So, what what is interesting about that is each team was quite similar in its in its bacteria, virussy,
0: spory. It makes sense when you think about it. Yes. But the fact that It's, it's they, one of those kind of common sense things that we all know, yeah. but kind of... Now, we've had science n- permit. He had to do a study to say, yes, this definitely happens. Yeah, I,
1: don't, I don't think that, that you really know that, because they're not hanging out probably at work. They're, they're, they're spending a, coming together to a, to, to... a few hours a
0: week. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, there's a lot That's of... That's
1: enough.
2: Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think that there well, yeah, might have been... That there close. might have also been some stuff that needed to be also taken into consideration. Do several members live in the same area, serviced mm-hmm. by the same water system? Things like that. There's... Do
0: they all live in one big real world type house or
2: something? Right, but
1: <laughs> but again, at the end yeah. of this of the bout, they
2: they, they have
1: a... they, they they've traded they've yeah. traded stuff.
0: Yeah. So now the next thing you would do on this kind of study would say, all right. You know, how much do they have in common right after, and then sample them again a month later to see, well, okay, they they were colonized or had exposure to these other biomes or whatever, but does it actually take hold? Right. Does your natural flora and fauna, is it already there and it's already colonized, and does it protect you from other stuff coming in?
1: Uh, I I take take
0: exception to the word colonized. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like they've... They, the the bacteria has planted
1: the flag.
2: Well, bacterial <laughs> inviting their friends over. <laughs> well, what I think would be interesting is to actually visit these same roller derby people, like you said, a week later, but like at their place of business and see. they are A
1: little bit creepy. <laughs> uh, now now those those researchers are stalking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to swab you. Uh... I want to swab your entire office
2: for science. <laughs> <laughs> It's for science, bitches.
0: <laughs> right. So speaking of creepy, let's be careful now. Of
2: how we phrase things? Yes. Let's talk about pubes then. Yay, pubes!
1: Are are these a, a series of tubes?
0: No. No?
2: The, no. good. <laughs> the Atlantic.
0: Pubes. Oh, pubes. Pubes, as in yeah. pubic hair. I don't know why I put the emphasis there, but... Okay, never mind. <laughs>
2: The Atlantic just recently published an article about how dermatologists have suggested that microtraumas from waxing and shaving increase a risk of viral infection that is sometimes transmitted sexually. And basically what they said is when you shave and when you wax your nether regions, you create these tiny nicks and everything else, and it allows for the growth of molluscum contagiosum you virus. You
0: mollusks? Ooh. MCV. Yeah, not just known, mollusks, molluscum. Oh, God.
2: Known as a minor STD, STI, uh, sexually transmitted infection. But this particular virus is only sometimes sexually transmitted, but there have been a rise in these incidents over the past decade, which has spurred on some research. How shall we say?
0: <laughs> Probably Spurred research. some research?
2: Spurred on. Oh, okay. 30 cases were presented at a private dermatology clinic in France. Ninety three percent were in patients who had removed their pubic hair. They
0: the, saw the exception I take with that is just a lot of people remove their pubic hair nowadays. So it's not like they had some kind of a control
2: right. this
0: environment. Is
2: where I had a personal issue with they they said dermatologists saw six women, twenty four men, and a bunch of <laughs> lesions which were quote Located on the pubis, with the extension on the abdomen in four cases and the legs in one. Six patients also had ingrown hairs. Four had genital warts, indicators of papilloma virus, and two had folliculitis. And another had benign cyst, and another person had scars. So I'm just thinking that these test subjects.
0: If you're going into a clinic, you're going in for a reason, so you're not. Well, seeing... it's a
2: dermatology clinic. It might yeah. have been you, they might have had acne. And they just said, hey, but
1: if you have acne, is he not going to ask you to drop trout? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry,
2: I have
0: bad pimples. Here's my dick. <laughs> no, that's not what they're doing. They probably went in because they were having a skin issue and it just happened that they noticed in these 30 cases where there were skin issues right. around the genital area that most of them, almost all of them had removed their pubes. Right. Now, the, you know, it's, it's a small sample size. It's, not small samples. Yeah. No. Well, okay. Well, let me just say this: in that it's a small sample size, it's not blinded, it's not controlled, and anything like that. But this is not a journal article for publication. It's a letter that someone wrote saying, "Hey, this was interesting. We've we've noticed this." Yeah. Right.
1: But okay. But the other thing is, they noticed this on the people whose pubes were all shaved,
0: right? Well, they've noticed this on the 30 people who came in who had skin issues around their junk. And they (laughs) noticed that 93% of them...
1: They were all kind of different issues. Yes. So the question is, did they just not notice it on the people who weren't shaved? Because maybe they have to look a little closer? So, maybe they don't see some of the general warts or. Oh, you probably see the general warts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about the cuts. Right. <laughs> well, I,
0: I, I, well, I mean, just because someone came in and they weren't bald doesn't mean they didn't have. Right. It didn't mean they had full on 70s bush. Or, you know. <laughs> so, you know, there's, a, there's something to be said about just trimming you were, pubic hair, which is not a skin trauma, versus waxing and shaving. Okay. Okay. So you you would still probably be able to see something. And if someone comes into, if the two or three people who were not clean shaven came in and said, I am having an itchy thing down there. The doctor's going to look down there and see, you know, of the people who had problems down there in the junk area. <laughs> they're going like, to say, this is like huh. the
1: worst, the worst, uh. Uh, Inferno metaphor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, in their crotchal region, (laughs) the doctor's going to be staring at their crotch and rooting around to see what's going on and taking samples.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This got pretty bad. (laughs) I feel sorry for this. Well, stuff I, what patients. I like is
2: what I like is the last line of the article and it says left untreated it usually will go away on its own. In the meantime it presents as red infectious bumps that probably work against whatever sexiness is conferred by the clean shaven style. Yeah, that
1: could be. Yeah, but um, now there's there's another question perhaps some of these were caused by having sex with someone who wasn't clean shaven.
2: A little razor burn? A yeah. little, little yeah, whisker so, so burn? There's,
1: there's, there's all kinds of different Scenarios,
0: but it, yeah, it's it's just a preliminary. Oh, huh, that's interesting. Letter. Yeah.
1: I think it's just a, an excuse for this research to go look at people's crotchal regions.
0: Yep. <laughs> I'm kind of. Or I, the researchers aren't really that interesting in ma- in doing their own manscaping. They just want to let it grow wild. Could be. There's precedent.
2: Well, you know, last year we had the the article about. You know, shaving and crabs and and all of that jazz. So now
0: that the people, the the hypothesis that people waxing and shaving meant that pubic lice was going extinct, right, which which was soundly debunked by people like skeptic,
2: right. And so this is just I kind of think more fuel for that fire, so to speak. Well, it's a different fire, yeah.
0: And if but you gets fired down there, you, that's is, a whole different thing. It is thing.
2: more fuel for the fire of scientists to talk about shaving your pubes. Or not
0: shaving your pubes, which I'm all for. Okay, the,
2: that is something I did not need to know.
0: But I'm going to tell you anyway.
1: And everybody in podcast like Congratulations, Greg.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, the, the horrible controversial thing of Greg doesn't think everybody should shave There (laughs) are pubes within an inch of their lives.
1: That's not what you said. You said that you're not... Never mind.
0: So, let's just talk about cancer then. Okay.
1: Well, there are... (laughs) Cancer of the Crotchel
0: region?
2: No, actually... Well, it's
0: a mystery. We don't know what cancer was involved. Because it's
2: about Hugo Chavez. People believe that he was purposely infected with cancer.
1: Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago there was a hypothesis that perhaps. In fact, it's, it's I, I've read that there's a hypothesis that cancer is can, can be contagious, or rather transmittable, transmittable, mm. not necessarily.
2: Now, Same as far thing. as I know, cancer can be transmitted in the form of like human papilloma virus, which can is a virus that can develop into cancer. Right.
0: Well, that can oh. cause cancer. The virus right. doesn't develop Thank into you. cancer. It. It can cause a cancer reaction from the cells it infects.
2: You can transfer it from mother to fetus. You can also transfer it in the process of an organ uh, transplant sort Mm -hmm. of thing. But cancer is one of those things. It is a disease that is so complex that this whole, oh, look, I can scratch you with, you know, my cousin Bobby's fingernail clipping from when he was undergoing chemo for non-Hodgkin's and give you non-Hodgkin's is just kind of crazy. Yeah.
0: A lot of this kind of thing is coming from the conspiracy mindset within the Venezuelan government and Hugo Chavez himself of, I hate America. Mm -hmm. So it must've been America who did this to me. You know, Ooh, the boogeyman's out going to get you. And you know, the Americans have developed a secret techniques to cause cancer, and, you know, target people. It's not like the Russians who just poison you with radioactive stuff. It's that the Americans can are really sneaky this way and this way that can't and, and be way proved.
1: And way advanced, too. You'd think that if we could induce cancer that, that easily.
0: We'd be able to cure it?
1: <laughs> yeah, we'd probably have some some way of fixing it. Well,
0: I mean, it, it's... Maybe not. Uh, really. There's a biological implausibility in making cancer itself contagious. Say I have cancer, which would be horrible. Say I have cancer cells running around my body. If I took out one of those cancer cells and injected it into you, Gary, trying to infect you with cancer, your immune system would first recognize the fact that the cell is not one of your cells, because on the outside of all our cells are unique identifiers from our unique DNA combination.
1: Like barcodes on the back of the neck.
0: Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's kind
0: of creepy.
1: Anyway... (laughs)
2: Oh, I believe Callie and Misi had their commentary about that.
1: <laughs> I think I think they're they're with the Venezuelans or Argentinians.
0: So so the the, the cancer cells floating around your body, your immune system is going to say, that's not a gary cell. So I'm Damn going right, to attack it and kill it. That. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of taking a cancer cell out of someone and giving it to someone else with the uh, organ transplants the reason why they do organ try to do organ transplants with close relatives is so there won't be a rejection but there's still going to be some rejection
2: right there's they still have to be on anti-rejection meds in addition there are there are two cases that i know of where there is transmissible cancer there is a transmissible form in dogs and there is the one that's been attacking Tasmanian devils in Madagascar but those so far are the only two that i've heard about that it's actual from patient- to-patient transmission a, a
0: dog bites another dog giving them their cancer cancer
2: same with Tasmanian devils
0: and that that mainly has been able to happen because the populations that that cancer started in were incredibly inbred. So, there was a lot of genetic similarity. So, those markers on the cells saying that this is not a Gary cell aren't there.
2: They just see the there. G. It's a G cell! Yes. <laughs> Come on in! Have a
0: beer. <laughs> exactly. So, it's it's an interest. It's one of those things that it's bad science, but it's also just paranoia. Yeah, it's paranoia, conspiracy theories, and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, not, not pretty likely.
2: Yeah, it's just you know. It, well, what kind of cancer did did he die of? Because they I, won't say. Ah, and I actually, guess, he didn't die of cancer. He died of a heart attack. Ah, but he was undergoing.
1: So, he was
2: undergoing cancer so treatment at off the time.
1: Talked about the cancer, but not the heart attack, which we know that we can <laughs> cause.
0: <laughs> exactly. What the hell is that? That's just the name. His heart was stressed by the cancer he because he yeah, had yeah, to travel. That's how and... subtle we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's really where the conspiracy theory breaks down. It's like... We're going to kill him. Why don't we just kill him? Yeah, if, if the American government in some kind of secret plan really wanted him dead, they'd either shoot him through the head or you can't actually just... just poison him or something a little <laughs> right. bit more dependable and targeted.
1: Yeah, and, and have a fall person. It's like, oh, this Venezuelan... Uh diplomat hated Chavez. Or the they report. try to
0: instill some kind of military coup or yeah. revolution or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: cancer seems a long way around. Yes. Ah, it could be a trial case. Maybe didn't, we didn't care so much for him as like, eh, if he dies, he dies. It's like the the, the Obama
0: out. conspiracy that this Rube Goldberg-esque kind of situation to try to create a an American candidate who is from Nigeria or Uganda or whatever the hell they say Obama's from this whole faked can documents you, think. the Kenya yeah. thing. The fake document that the... I know
1: you're conspiracies, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that the Hawaiian officials are involved in, and it's everybody huge, in the government yeah. really knows, and nobody's blowing the whistle. Nobody it's wants so to have many. a million-dollar book deal of the real secrets or anything yeah. like that. Proof of anything.
1: Well, that's because they'll immediately be killed. And their family. And their dog. And their <laughs> pet turtle from 50 years ago. Okay. It's horrible. Yes.
2: Well... Speaking of conspiracy theories and how to spot some of them, there was a recent article from the Psychic Access Team on how to identify legitimate psychics.
0: Oh, this ought to be good. That's kind of a pot and kettle situation.
2: Right. (laughs) So their first one that they say is for fake psychics and scam artists is that they have no online presence and zero reputation.
0: Yes, because really? all those online psychics are completely 100%.
2: Further, on further the level. Further red flags should include, include slogans like world famous psychic or psychic to the stars. <laughs> the truth is the if whole they psychic are like network, if they are truly that famous and renowned, you will easily find more information about them online.
1: So, was this so, was this put up by some 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 of these famous psychics who uh
2: by psychic Access.com. This this whole website. I've been over this so, website so all what, day just giggling. On. An
0: organization that has a website says, if they don't have a website, don't trust them. Only trust right. people with websites. No,
2: actually, you'll like this. It's better. You will also find lots of additional information about genuine psychics and service online such as reviews media coverage articles blogs videos and information posted on forums, social networks do
1: do they do they provide an online presence for psychics who don't have online presences
2: real psychics (laughs) have professional websites or they are employed by legitimate psychic service providers like psychic access of course
0: so if we hire them, they're, they're I mean, on the level. That's rather genius, because a lot of people who,
1: who think they're psychics will be swayed by that kind of logic, I would think.
2: <laughs> so they're,
0: I they're, don't know. I don't know any psychics. Or they're, at least people who believe in psychics will think that.
2: Their next argument is that they are faceless and mysterious. Names like Madame Mystic that could easily be a professional model... You know, while the real psychic behind the image is, you know, some middle aged man whatsoever. Now, let so, me...
0: even if they have a website, if it's a website with some pretty person on it, don't trust them.
2: I, I want to point this out. I want to I point this out here. So, um,
0: wait a minute. Heidi Klum's not a psychic?
2: So, they're saying Gosh, faceless and mysterious with names like Madam Mystic. So, on their clear identity and disclosure, They link to their official blog site. The first one is an article titled "Life After Death Is Transmutation" by the author Quantum Matters.
0: (laughs) So their authors are anonymous and. Metaphysics for
2: Dummies is by Isthmus. The ethics of non-spiritual psychic readings by Indigo, and then we have Moon Goddess. And, oh, Allison, we actually have, a, like, a, a name. Hmm. But it's just... It's the cognitive about... dissonance here between these. Um, no reviews or feedback. You know, they, they, authentic customer feedback. It's online. How, how do you
1: know if it's authentic? Because oh, they be say so. No, you have to be a psychic.
2: <laughs> oh, and if they remove curses and do spell casting, they're totally not authentic. But if they offer... Inspirational guidance and spiritual upfillment, upliftment, they're totally cool.
0: Oh, I wanted upfillment.
1: Well, wait.
0: Uh, Some people pay extra for that. Well,
1: I can see that because people who remove curses aren't necessarily psychic. They're more doctors, voodoo doctors. Witch doctors. Witch doctors. Witch doctors, yeah. Yeah, real psychics don't do that. They just tell you where you left your pen 50 years ago.
0: It's very much kind of our psychics are the real kind of psychics. It's yes. kind of a no-true-Scotsman well, kind of thing. No-true-psychic.
2: The next one is, the fake ones will have outlandish claims and offers that are too good, whereas we employ authentic and skilled services. I wonder
0: who, if I can get a job with them. Who uh, uh, The idea of, I can contact your dead gra- grandmother, is not outlandish and grandiose. Well, I can do it
1: more better than you can.
2: <laughs> but apparently, Psychic Access screens, and verifies, and accuracy tests all of their employees. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, if that's true, James Randy's going to be out of a million dollars. So I you better so. get on to that.
1: Wow. I want to take a second.
2: To... Oh, and another way to tell the difference is they offer safe, secure, and clear customer policies.
1: And that's probably good. safe, secure credit card payments as
2: well. Yes. <laughs> it's just this whole website has been cracking me up all day like I went in they're all they serve 194 countries now and you can actually at one point select a theme they are the only psychic website to offer viewers a choice of colors to view the website in it's so easy to do just click on the last button on the right of our menu bar and your themes will be revealed to you have fun and enjoy I'm just like, oh, my God.
0: So if your aura is having a pink day, you can change the website to a pink theme. So you'll feel pink.
1: So they said 193 countries?
0: 194.
1: 194. See, I changed it to pink. I think there's only about 230 countries in the world.
0: (laughs) Well, if you've got an online website, any country that has Internet access, you're technically serving. Good point. And, uh, you know, depends on if you mean serving in the animal husbandry way. I don't know, but... um...
1: Wait a minute. According to nationsonline.org, the answer to the question, how many countries are there in the world, from 2011, since South Sudan became an independent state on 9th of July 2011, there are now 195 independent sovereign states in the world, including Taiwan.
0: Maybe they just felt they couldn't say that they are a worldwide phenomenon because that would be too grandiose a claim. I guess so. Because that would be claiming that you're world famous. That
1: you're 100% coverage.
0: Right, and that everybody knows about you. (laughs) Because that would mean you're a fake psychic. Exactly.
2: This is a website that I, I highly recommend you invoke your web of trust on. In fact, I'm going to do this right now.
1: So, we have a web of trust. Yay!
2: Yay! Since I don't know how they do on privacy and vendor reliability, I'll just give them averages. There. Done. Already. Clickied. Clickied them.
0: Cool. Awesome. So after you've watched all those fun websites with the psychics claiming that they are the real psychics, you can go and read an article about dead birds. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> And why, why would why would we want to read
1: an article about dead birds? Have they not evolved to uh, avoid cars, for example?
0: That's the interesting part about it. It's about evolution and how evolution is happening as we live, not necessarily as we speak, but yeah, as we it's speak. Because very first, but at a macro level of bigger animals, not the microbiological level, which happens really fast.
1: Okay, so so are you are you earlier are, we were are
0: talking about... favor. No, uh... no, 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 no. Hold on, I know where you're going with that. I'm <laughs> going to nip that one in the bud. So earlier we were talking about the roller derby girls and how there was the transmission of germs really quickly in an hour's bout, and how there's kind of colonization. I know you hate that word, but transmission of bacteria back and forth. Sure, it's almost punctuated. And and something you could you you could say of if it a wasn't criticism... equal. Oh. Uh, something you could say in criticism of that, which was talked about, was, well, okay, maybe just there's mutation in those colonies that are already there, and that's why there's happens to be coincidental commonalities. But no, in an hour's course of a bout, you're only going to get a couple generations of of bacteria in that hour, as opposed to birds, which live for years and years and years, so generations take longer. But even in birds, we are seeing evolution. Hmm. So what we've got...
1: <laughs> I don't think that answered my question, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> Probably not. I was just answering the only question I had in my head. Okay. Uh, so we've got Chris Brown of the University of Tulsa in Oklahoma, who's been studying roadkill birds. In
1: <laughs> Are they evolving, these
0: dead birds? Well, the dead birds aren't evolving. Okay. And that's actually part of why I wanted to talk about this article is the terminology in talking about evolution. Because to sum it up, what's happening is you've got the cliff swallows, which sounds a lot sexier than it really is. Um, Yeah,
2: but can they carry a coconut?
0: I'm guessing no, because they're getting killed on bridges. So these cliff swallows. Bridges
2: of doom? <laughs> from the knights that say Nip.
0: Okay, stop. You brought it up.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't.
1: Did you? <laughs> Alright, go ahead.
0: It so happens that these birds, the cliff swallows, have started um, nesting on the bridges. In Nebraska, a lot more in the last I don't know thirty some years. Even though there's more of these birds nesting in in or near roads, essentially, the number of roadkill of these birds has gone down. Okay. So it seems like they're finding solutions on how to
1: not get hit by not get hit by cars, <laughs> like becoming more intelligent and avoiding the big giant things that are heading towards them.
0: In this situation, it doesn't seem to be intelligence. It seems to be that. Okay, this is the danger in talking about this. They're evolving shorter wings.
1: Okay, and how does that help?
0: So, shorter wings means you're more maneuverable, so you can dodge things easier, but also it's easier for them to take off quickly, vertically, as opposed to big wings where you have to have a big flap like a condor or something.
1: That would also imply that they're getting smaller bodies, perhaps?
0: It's possible, but all they're talking about in these articles is the wings themselves. So the wings okay. allow them to have more control over dodging quickly, but also just able to move them faster and go. Not what you're thinking. So flap. Th- that, yes, that, that, you, to th- flap quicker. You, yeah. Not. Flat. Now there's the confounding factor that um, in 1996 there was a big cold snap that killed off a whole bunch of the birds, and after that a lot of the birds had shorter wings. Just coincidence that those are the ones who survived.
1: Maybe that's not coincidence. Maybe it gave them an uh, evolutionary Linary advantage.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 advantage that they think in that situation was that the birds with shorter wings were able to capture in, insects a little better. They were mm-hmm. either more nimble or whatever. They were able to move quickly quickly to get to them. So the, kind of these both these factors have meant that the quiff swallow population in nebraska has developed shorter and shorter wings which is fascinating to see evolution at work because there's some things like i remember there was some like south american lizard that they had transplanted a bunch of them or it was caribbean there was this transplant population of a bunch of these lizards to this other island and because they weren't used to the food sources there these lizards started developing different structures in their gizzard and different like shapes to their mouths, but it was all really subtle. Mm -hmm. In this situation, you just have birds that are surviving better because the successive generations have shorter and shorter wings. And the thing that kind of caught me in this article is it's you really have to be careful in how you talk about evolution in science communication. Going back to Mary Roach, when you try to communicate science, you want to make it interesting and be quick about it. But you also have to be accurate, because mm-hmm. saying that the birds are evolving shorter wings, one implies kind of a directed kind of, oh, you know what would make make sense if these birds survived is if they had shorter wings. No, it's the other way around. It just happens to be that the ones that are surviving are the ones with we the shorter, shorter wings. wings. Hmm. Which means the ones with shorter wings are able to take off quicker, but it's not like that's a plan. Right. So it's it's you got to care- be careful when you're talking about this. There could be other ways, like you said at the beginning, Gary, other ways that these birds could have evolved in a way that they are avoiding getting killed. They could have been smarter yeah. and think, ooh, shiny thing with lights. I get out of the way of that.
1: No. Or better at uh, feeling the change in the wind. That yes. Better sensors in their head.
0: Yeah, something like that. So it, it could have been anything that means that, The successive generations survive better in their environment, and it's a natural selection, even though the authors kind of joked about vehicular selection, which is affecting the birds in this situation, that the birds that are able to survive by not getting hit by cars are the ones that are surviving and passing on their genes to the next generation. So it's an interesting evolution thing, and also a case study in how to communicate what happens in evolution, because... You get a creationist looking at this and said, ha God decided that these birds, he wanted them to survive to be heralds for the next flood because he decided that they would have shorter wings and thus we have microevolution, not macro evolution, and a lot of hand waving and explanation-y
1: stuff. Yeah. And then another excuse that why God wants us to drill for oil.
0: Exactly. Or something.
2: <laughs> but on a on a positive note, I want to...
0: Oh, I wanted to be depressing and talk about dead birds for the rest of the time.
2: Well, how about animals that were supposedly extinct or rapidly going extinct being rediscovered?
0: Like uh, what's uh, the coelacanth? Well, we thought that was extinct. Yes. Uh... Animals we thought were extinct,
1: but oh, oh look, see. we found it.
2: Like one example is yeah. the okay. pygmy okay. tarsier. The what? Pygmy tarsier, which is a monkey. A psychic
0: psychic that sees tar? No. It happened to be the name I used to dance under in college.
2: I can believe that.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) Basically, it's a furby-looking monkey.
0: Primate of some sort. No. No, not primate?
2: They say primate in the article, but that's... Okay, anthropologist hat on here. There are monkeys and there are primates and...
0: I thought... All apes and monkeys fell under primates. Well,
2: when you start getting into Old World versus New World and there's arguments... And then there's
0: the
1: Catholic Church. Right.
2: There's arguments over whether you're lumping or splitting them and it's... I I see them as there's monkeys and there's primates.
0: And if you split the monkey, then PETA gets on your ass. Yes. Yeah, yeah but the physicists
1: are pretty excited.
2: But um, a... Anthropologist out of Texas A&M has managed to trap, tag, and is tracking three specimens of these pint-sized primates. And I note that they really do still exist, which is awesome. People's photos, like through Flickr and all of that, are being used as evidence to for the Bex Petrol. It's a seabird that has not been seen since the 1920s.
0: Reminds me of uh, there was something like a, on Flickr last year. Either it was an insect or a bird that someone was looking around on pictures. It's like I don't recognize that they identified a new species just because someone po- happened to post a picture of. Oh, this is interesting onto mm. their internet page. Yeah. Yep, making kind of crowdsourcing science kind of sure uh, neat and interesting.
1: There was a segment on I think on QI couple of seasons ago where they're saying where's where's the best place to find a new species it turns out to be in your garden because they 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 tend to fit to their environment and so you can go out probably and find something no one's seen anyway because there's so many different types of bugs that you can't see them all
2: but like i said there's these extinct animals like the Bangai crow which had thought to long been extinct in fact had only been known to science by two specimens described in 1900 they found um, some off of the Palang island apparently had been there for years but they thought it was a different type of crow and once I closer examined there was distinct eye colorations and this the the slender bill of the crow they're like no really it's this other one it's not what we thought it was
1: well it, so so you've mentioned two bird species there it makes me wonder really it hasn't been seen since the 1920s. Well, who's looking? Right. You know, how many people? Yeah. Like, you have two guys looking for this? In yeah. which case, he doesn't know that they actually moved 40 miles south.
0: Wasn't there, like, a bird or a monkey species that is actually, like, a delicacy food in, like, Southeast Asia or something?
1: Yeah, and know there was a lizard.
0: Yeah, and, and and, and, and you know, they, people there deal with it every day. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the thing we like to eat. And some scientist is on vacation. It's like, oh my god, that's the rare, like, blue-footed lizard thing. crested thing. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, we see it every day. What's the problem? You
1: know. What? Never mind.
0: We're not going to well, talk about your of, accent. It was kind of a quasi-French accent because Fran- the France colonized oh, the Southeast more Russian Asian. Russian me? That's why <laughs> I said quasi.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> well, makes guess, everything I better. I queasy, but... <laughs>
2: But there are there are several bird and frog turtle species on this list. Um, and it's actually it's it's neat how these things are being found again.
0: Not to say that they aren't threatened species, because right. there's most not a most, lot left.
2: Most well, of they don't these know if
0: they're finding them again.
2: <laughs> most of these species are listed as um, data deficient, meaning that they don't have enough numbers to accurately assess or there's not enough that have been tagged. And are being tracked.
0: And a lot of them are either we don't have the data on them or they're threatened or extinct or whatever because we overforested or overfished or over...
2: Or or over-needed dong medicine.
0: Well, I I mean, a lot of the examples on the situation, there are things like some cultures eat turtles a lot more than we in the United States do. So they happen to be putting... The turtles in their country at risk for extinction because they're just overpopulating us, eating them. Mm. That is now underpopulated one because we eat a lot of them, and there are more and more of us. But also, we are destroying their habitats.
1: So what they need to do is start farming them.
0: That's like they're true. Tasty,
1: start, I, start breeding them. I think
0: some of them on this list, they had, they said that they've been trying to breed them in captivity, but have been unsuccessful. Kind of like the pandas situation. Mm. And it's been like, oh, cool, there's some out in um, nature. So, yay, they're not all dead yet. Yay. Which is always a good thing to say. Yay, they're not all, well, okay, maybe not about Nazis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Generally speaking, it's a good thing to say.
0: (laughs) Yes, in most cases. And I'm not going to get in any more trouble by saying Mm, anything else. Nah, let's, let's move on. Yes. What about volcanoes? Okay, so really, really fast, volcanoes. Volcanoes. The idea was that we happen to find a lot of gold in volcanically prone areas. That's fine, but there's not a lot of processes that tell us, oh yeah, that's definitely how gold gets deposited in, in these areas. Mm-hmm. And what uh, a couple of geologists did is they finally were able to create models and scenarios on how in an earthquake when rocks go... And separate really, really quickly with a poop sound.
1: Sure, just scaled up.
0: Yes, speaking. that speed. They finally kind of modeled that and, and clocked that to say that is so fast that it causes essentially a vacuum between the rocks. Mm-hmm. That the fluid within the rocks that has gold particles in it tries to fill that space with that water. vacuum with itself with with water and whatever is in the water. But it's happened so fast that it flash vaporizes instead of just naturally evaporates. So think of like your crystal growing set that you had as a kid where you you <laughs> I, you, you have you, okay, <laughs> you super saturate okay, you supersaturate a liquid with a substance that would create crystals like salt or something and then you let the water evas- evaporate and it causes crystals. Right.
1: Okay.
0: This just happens really really quickly where the water or whatever fluid the gold is part of flash evaporates to fill this empty space which means that what's left over is the gold which slowly but surely deposits into seams and this happening over hundreds of thousands of years causes gold to deposit in large amounts in, in, as opposed to just the microscopic amounts floating around the rest of the planet. So it's a neat fascinating thing about how Science is proving where we're finding gold and how, it, why the gold is collected in the places where we are finding it. Hmm. Okay. So that there's gold in them there, earthquakey hills.
1: What does that have to do with volcanoes?
0: Like volcanoes? Volcanoes are also in earthquake-prone zones.
1: Or are earthquakes in volcano-prone zones?
0: It's kind of, mm. kind of fish and egg situation there. Well, well no, 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 fish no, no. Fish. Oh. No. Fuck you. you Maybe. Hypothetical. I, hypothetical. <laughs> hypothetical person. No. No, 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 no. Earthquakes and and the tectonic shifts causes things like volcanoes. Okay. <laughs> and it was just neat science, and I hope I explained it well, but there's an article about it that we posted to our Facebook page, and it's neat. Okay. Cool. Any questions, Donna? No. Did I make sense? Ish. Okay. Do Ish. I ever make sense? But in this situation, did. Yes. Did it make sense?
2: I sort of understand it now.
0: Okay.
1: So when when the earthquakes happen, does it have to be a lot of heat as well? Then.
0: It's not the heat that evaporates the fluid; it's the vacuum.
1: Right, but yeah. let, let's say let's say the the last two major earthquakes of so the Japan and then uh, the the one in Malaysia, right. Would that then have started causing a seam to form?
0: Possibly. I guess it depends on the nature of the earthquake. Because hmm. if it's just two uh, plates rubbing against each other, in the places where it's just rubbing, right? Well, I it's think not causing that vacuum. But if it caused a quick separation, well, both both yes. of
1: those were caused by uh, stress release.
0: Right. So, if it quickly snapped, and all of a sudden, in one place along this whole earthquake zone, a bubble was caused in place A, as opposed to place B, which just kind of rubbed together, then yes, it may mean that there would be a fine an eruption? layer. Yes, an eruption. A release? A, f- a fine layer of... All that rub has got to released <clears throat> somehow. Gold deposited on the face of the earth.
1: <laughs> really? You went there?
0: <laughs> I didn't go there first. You guys were snickering and pointing back and forth at each other first.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do, you, do you have any idea what we're talking about? <laughs> okay. Yes. You you will when you listen back to it, I suppose.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I know.
1: Okay, you just didn't find it as humorous as we I, did. I, I was just kind of letting you guys go with it. And we did. did. <laughs> and you finish it off.
2: <laughs> what does that say about us, that we finish early? I uh,
0: <laughs> know that I'm used to finishing things off by myself. <laughs>
2: Okay! Silence!
1: <laughs> Yay! It's been so long since we had a true awkward silence. We've three or four just tonight. <laughs> yeah, but none that were pointed out.
2: Might want to stop now, cause we're done.
0: Yeah. And we're spent.
2: Go out and smoke your cigarette.
0: <laughs> no, don't smoke. Smoking bad for you.
1: Okay. But it's cool. No! Yeah, yeah it is! You cannot, you cannot have a film noir without some kind of smoking. smoking.
2: Yeah.
1: You have to have it the smoking.
0: Doesn't mean it's good for you. He said it was good for you. I said it's cool. <laughs> I don't think it's cool. Ken, noir Kids?
2: Is, <laughs> and noir? Noir is just awesome. Just saying. It's, smoke, it's cool.
1: You, Gary. I don't, I, don't, I don't think the smoking itself is cool, but the effect. You know, I should just stop. Yeah, you really should.
0: (laughs) It's bad enough I've seen you corrupt the youth of this nation outside the podcast, but now you're trying to do this in the podcast?
1: I've done it inside the podcast.
0: There's (laughs) nothing skeptical about it. (laughs) It's true. You are a horrible, horrible person, Gary. Yep,
1: I am. Don't listen to me, kids. Don't smoke. I don't think you mean that.
2: No, I think he does mean to not listen to him when he says don't smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I think he means it with all honesty and every no, cell in his fiber. I don't
1: smoke. Why should they smoke? Hey, go going to bars and things where people are smoking. Fortunately, San Antonio has, has banned that. So is
0: yes. Dallas.
2: Yay. And many,
0: many cities and So
2: places. is Austin, yep. where we will be in 10 days. Yep. Or a little less than by the time you listen to this.
1: Yep. I'll be there on Sunday.
0: And what they are alluding to is the American Atheist Convention, the last weekend in March,
1: Easter weekend.
0: Yep, they always do it Easter weekend because they can get better hotel rates because nobody else is doing anything. Not all, none of the religious organizations are doing anything. Yep, I know they can play hide the Bibles. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I played hide the Bible.
2: I don't want to know.
0: No, it's that you go into the. You take the Gideon Bible and you try to hide it somewhere in your hotel room so that the maid service can't find it.
2: I just use mine as a coaster. That, that works too.
0: What's the most creative place you've put a Bible playing hide the Bible? Hmm. I think
1: I put it behind the radiator before. Mm-hmm. Or not radiator, but. No, we. Yeah, that actually. The... Yeah, I did have a radiator.
0: Yeah, last year at TAM, me and my roommate, we took it and put it up. You know the, the curtains across the windows? Mm-hmm. We put it up in on the curtain rod, kind of stuck between the curtain rod and the wall. Uh-huh. So, very well hidden, I think. Yeah. I'd like to think that at least two or three visitors were in this room after we were, and the Bible wasn't there or whatever, and then all of a sudden at three in the morning, ka <laughs> fell
1: down <laughs> to the ground. And you just made a
0: fundamentalist way to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a sign.
0: Yes, in Vegas, someone has a Bible fall on them. It's like, <gasps> okay, no more strippers, no more Vegas.
2: <laughs> he said for about five minutes. Because then and the then next th- thought is, dude, if that happened, oh my God, God's with me. I got to go to the tables.
0: Yeah, staff. and they think they're really lucky and all that.
1: Or they had already spent the $500.
0: And now Donna has a new film idea. No. No. No.
2: Okay.
0: Not. It's not quite the ledge. Nobody likes any of the film ideas I come up with, but...
2: That's because there's no smoking that's a... in
0: them.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and scene.
2: <laughs> and I guess this is our... I guess our motion to move stage right. Exit stage right.
0: The door's on the left. left. And that's where we have to go to get the hell out of Gary's house. Yep.
2: All right.
1: So thank you for joining us this week once again. Uh, and if you if you like this show. Please sorry.
0: keep listening.
2: <laughs> yeah. Please keep listening. Check us out on well, Facebook. Well,
0: not for this episode. We're almost
2: done. But I, I, next yeah. episode. All right. Leave, leave
1: leave what are those things called? Feedback. Reviews. <laughs> yeah. Feedback. Reviews. Uh, and if, if you want to help. Communicate like with us
0: in one of the. Ten different ways.
1: Yep. Do you want to help my caffeine habit for the next couple of weeks? Uh, donate. I, yeah, donate. You can send send coffee via Gmail. <laughs> <It's kept laughs> via gmail.com. And we'll talk with you next week. Bye Bye-bye. bye.
0: Bye. Cliff again. swallows.
2: Quiff swallows. <laughs>
1: Intros keep getting longer and longer.
2: One day Gary just... doesn't
0: know what the
1: fuck he's doing.
2: One day we're just going to have one long intro show.
0: Sure. The fun part is when you decide, okay, screw it. I'm going to write down an intro so I know exactly what I'm saying. And that is bizarre and incomprehensible and ranty. It's like, wait a minute, you wrote it down to get it right. And even that is just weird. That would actually be funny. <laughs> be funny to me. <laughs> But I'm wired wrong that way. I quote from her, the introduction to her book, Spook, which is why I really wanted to talk about her as someone who's skeptical and science which is... Should I do it in a southern accent?
1: No, because no. she's... She's cool. Yeah, man. but I do
0: everybody in a southern accent, just differentiating when I'm quoting and not. So um, Just read it. I'll, I'll do it in a British accent. Oh,
1: God.
0: <laughs> no, I won't. Okay. Jersey... <laughs> There we go. Do it in a Jersey
2: accent. days you know, <laughs> oh. four score
1: in seven years ago.
2: Well, founding fathers brought forth.
0: <laughs> I've created a monster. The quote is, Flawed as it is, science remains the most solid god I've got. And so meant... Uh, and so I've decided to turn to it to see... What it had to say on the topic of life after death. God damn it.
1: Speaking about communicating.
0: Yes. (laughs) Let me start again. Okay. People get warm and sweaty, and that might lead to flourishing of bacteria or something in that time. But really what it is... I don't want to say is-is, but...
1: But really what it
0: is... Is the contact between each <laughs> other.
1: I, I, I can. But really, it's the contact between each other. Yeah, you go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> We're like editing each
0: other. Oh, I'm just yeah,
2: waiting okay. for you two to. Yeah.
0: But really, what it is is the. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Just let me talk.
1: <laughs> Alright, go ahead.
0: The quiff. Quip. <laughs> <laughs> The Queen swallows! wow.
1: <laughs> How quickly we go downhill. <laughs> oh
0: dear. Oh. Sorry about that. So, out in Nebraska. God fucking damn it, I, I didn't even take a big breath. <laughs> that was just, that just, that
1: was just expecting to go. I don't know. For some reason, that uh, it's actually going to start naming off people named Quiff. Quiff Quif Richards. Quiff Qu- Quif, Quiff. Qu- Qu- Quiff Quiff. Quiffer Qu- the Great Big Dog. <laughs> Qu- it's a Quiffer the Big Red Dog, was not he? <laughs> okay,
0: I'm, t- I'm sorry. It's a good
2: thing we don't believe in hell. Because we'd be driving the bus right now.
0: Oh, Quiff has nothing to do with hell. If it's diseased, it might. <laughs> Sounds like he's talking from personal knowledge.
1: No, nah, just extrapolating. All right. All right. From what I, don't, I don't, <laughs> not personal knowledge. not uh-huh. an STI. Thank you. All right, moving on.
0: So, out in Nebraska, we have these. Cl- <laughs> fuck! It, damn it! Didn't say anything. So, out in the. Uh, yep. Yeah.
2: Sorry.
1: Are
2: you
0: I can turn. On. It's okay. Go, go. I'm good. So in Nebraska, these birds, the cliff swallows, are have been nesting a lot on road bridges, and um, they have found that even though the predilection of these birds to nest on the cl- on the bridges. <laughs> Now I don't know how much of that to re say. I don't know how much of that is going to have in the background from both of you.
1: <laughs>
0: Bitch, <laughs> bastard, <laughs> you both suck. <laughs> okay. What was it that set you off? The talking you know, of the- her. She set me off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's sitting in there laughing. I was like. I'm trying
2: to listen and pay attention. And
0: what about what? What about the talk of quiffs and swallows? sent you guys just, off? It was just the. It was the, quiff. Just the, the, the
2: quiff, and then you went to quiff, and then just we lost it.
0: Oh, that's five minutes ago. Okay, it's yeah. nothing new. And we're
2: still kind <laughs> yeah. of. No, she, she,
1: she just started me off. I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking.
0: You finished yourself off there.
2: Oh yeah, She's used to that. <laughs> All right, move on.
0: <laughs> Should I actually clap and move on or? Yeah, I'm Okay, I'm
2: good. I'm just going to look that way if I start giggling.
0: I think you're in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to start back from Nebraska.